Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 82 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today, I'm sharing the second of my bonus mini-episodes that used to be on my Patreon page. I'm doing these short episodes in order to help get the show in a good place to continue all year. Next week, we'll be back to normal around here. We're starting what I'll be calling the British Invasion, which will be several episodes including British phrases that were sent to me by Topper Richard also known as Lost the Plot 235 on Twitter. Thanks for sticking with me through these couple of weeks. I think you'll find that it was worth the wait. Now, without any further ado, let's move on to the phrase of the day, and its origin, history, and more. Toppers, in case you missed it, this next bit may not be appropriate for all ages. If you listen with little toppers, I recommend listening to this short episode without them first to decide if you want them to skip it or not. Sit back, make sure the little toppers aren't around, and let's get a little dirty. The topic for this episode is the birds and the bees. So, why do we use these creatures to refer to procreation? This euphemistic metaphor gets its imagery from the way bees buzz around pollinating plants and the birthing procedures of birds. With bees, you can see them flying around from flower to flower, their legs covered with bright yellow pollen, and you can use that to explain the life cycle of plants to a child. Seeing eggs in a nest that hatch into baby birds is a physical thing kids can also see, a way for them to wrap their expanding minds around birth. These visual aids make it easier for kids to understand how new plants and animals come to be. So the why makes sense, but just when in old-timey times did this become a more kid-friendly way to explain where babies come from? The exact beginning is hard to pin down, but it had to be in use by at least 1825, because that's when we find it written in a poem called Work Without Hope. It was written by Samuel Taylor Coleridge, an English poet, literary critic, philosopher, and theologian. Here's his poem. All nature seems at work. Slugs leave their lair. The bees are stirring, birds are on the wing, and winter slumbering in the open air wears on his smiling face a dream of spring, and I, the while, the sole unbusy thing, nor honey make, nor pair, nor build, nor sing. Okay, yes, the poem doesn't actually say the birds and the bees equals sex, but it's believed to be the first time, at least in writing, that anyone suggested that birds and bees could be a metaphor for human loving. If that one isn't good enough for you, then we can go about 50 years later to find a set of essays written by American naturalist John Burroughs in 1875. The series was called The Birds and Bees, Sharp Eyes and Other Papers, 
The purpose of these essays were to give children simple explanations of nature and its ways, but many people maintain that it fits into the etymology of this euphemism. From that point on, it shows up in writings and songs, and continues to become more and more widely used as a metaphor for making babies. So, whether you want to tell your kids like it is, or try to explain things a little more metaphorically, you'll be using a phrase that's been around for a good long while. I hope you enjoyed this dip into the darker side of phrases. And with that, toppers, it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Louis Rosenberg. Here's what he had to say about birds and bees. Quote, The reason that fish form schools, birds form flocks, and bees form swarms is that they are smarter together than they would be apart. They don't take a vote. They don't take a poll. They form a system. They are all interactive and make a decision together in real time. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Rosenberg, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, love advice from old-timey times. Just a quick disclaimer, remember that this advice is over a hundred years old. While some of the advice is still good today, I don't necessarily agree with every tip I read from these books. It's for entertainment purposes only. With that out of the way, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't vegetate as you grow older if you happen to live in the country. Some women are like cows, but there is really no need to stagnate. Keep both brain and body on the move. And now for the men. Don't belittle your wife before visitors. You may think it a joke to speak of her little foibles, but she will not easily forgive you. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 82. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnafphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, how to send me topic suggestions, how to support the podcast, and for details about the music I use in the show. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast. Researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers. Thanks for being such amazing listeners. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. The adults are talking. Bonus mi- no.
but there really is no, nope. 